This is episode 67 of the Urban Yogi podcast featuring Mick Primer. The self-proclaimed curly-haired, sexy, monkey man, Australian-born creative artist and holistic health practitioner Mick Primer spends his entire existence learning to grow into the strongest version of himself, sharing with the world his own unique expression through acting, photography, moving, dancing, singing, and anything else he can get his hands on. A devotee to spiritual self-realization, his initiation into deep spiritual study began when sudden acute health issues turned into an exploration into the depths of consciousness. You can see Mick meditating at the beach before a flowy workout, reading from the world's best while eating scrumptious farmer's market pluots before bopping around L.A. looking for organic superfoods from Perium. Mick's message of individualized self-realization is the driving force through all that he is, proclaiming his love for liberation of humankind, of our physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial well-being. I hope you enjoy my interview with Mr. Mick the Monkey Man Brimmer. You know it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm here with my buddy Mick, and Hello. Mick and I are part of uh, what's known as the Holistic Justice League. And this is um, a superfoods company that that we work with based out of LA. And um, I also met Mick because he came to my sexual kung fu classes. And he's I just a do. yeah, and he's just a, a bundle of love and light and positive energy. And he's an actor. He's a very multifaceted being. So, uh, Mick, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me where where did you grow up and how did you get into acting and superfood nutrition and being wow. an amazing dancer? <laughs> amazing <laughs> dancer. You're so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hello. I am Mick Primer. You can call me Spiritual Cowboy. You could call me Monkey Man. You can call me Curly Haired Warrior Poet. And you can also call me a weirdo from Down Under. However... <laughs> with my accent i've spent time in texas and and uh huh. hawaii so i've been um i've been in different parts of the world but nice. i would call myself i i don't know i would call myself mainly australian i would i would think i mean oh. i blame the techno and and the crazy uh the crazy friends and the upbringing and stuff like that but um <laughs> yeah i made my way over back to the states in 2014 to go live in austin texas you know oh come on get 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 that texan going on so where, where in australia were you living i was living in canberra so canberra is the capital canberra act oh. australia mate oh my that's god that's in the bush territory that yeah. is so cool i mean that god, is so I'm, cool i'm dude. actually from uh, new south wales i'm a private school boy so oh, yeah. Okay. yeah i was like the, so i was like good. the team captain of everything i mean god it was so quiche like i was <laughs> like I, I majored in recorder i played the recorder so well it was so good <laughs> Wow, you're so good at the so the so. Oh my god, thank you so much. I just think of <laughs> when I do an Australian accent, I, everything is soy, like soy milk. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, right. And especially when they say no, there's like there's some sort of no. weird R. <laughs> no. No. Do no. No. Like no. Mr. G from uh, Summer Heights High. <laughs> Welcome to Mr. No. J's room, J's room, J's room. Welcome to Mr. J's room. Come inside, take off your shoes, find a spot on the floor. 
I so wish are you I had Austra- him as a drama school te- uh, teacher. Yes. Man. Are you Australian? Like, were you? Where were you born? Yeah, I was born in Canberra. So I, I spent, I spent most of my upbringing there when I was in my teens. So I moved back to Australia from parts of Hawaii and then Texas prior, and then mm-hmm. I was in Canberra from late 2004 when I was 10 or nine, going on to 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from late 2004. Um, yeah, late 2004 to uh, June of 2014 is when I was there. So, you wow, know, pivotal so you were years actually Australian. Yeah. You, 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 are, you have dual citizenship? I do. Yeah, mate. Come on oh now. God, oh you're a cowboy, Canberra cowboy. <laughs> Canberra cowboy. Oh, my God. Chili and fuck. Yeah. You have to bring the superfoods down to Oz. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. Seriously. And this is a good segue because... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I found Purium, the company that we're, we're fucking with right now mm-hmm. <laughs> forever, quite frankly, people mm-hmm. is, is something that I found through the work of the certified health nut, Troy Casey. So mm-hmm. yes, as like you, I found mm-hmm. this guru, another guru from <laughs> the guru, but honestly, just another, uh, health pioneer that was on YouTube that, um, was really fascinating, uh, really um invited me to something to uh learn about about the company in person in santa monica oh, nice. and when i met i met rob earth and sima architect goddess and the certified her. health nut troy casey and along with so many other people i i just remember showing up stoned just trying to figure out what these superfoods were and their energy sucked the high right out of me and i was drawn to whatever they were doing i was like what is this what's happening they're, what's going they're, on their frequency it's so ah amazing mm. i couldn't even describe it so I, was, totally. I just sat there and really like listened and learned a lot from these people and something uh in me clicked and um actually um curtis guild uh troy's right hand man with a lot of his content was the first person to help me out with purium Nice. And then I um I decided to do the ultimate lifestyle transformation last year, and I did that. And it was it was an interesting month. I really I was really disciplined and had an amazing amazing time. But this go around right now, as I'm talking to you right now, it's day twelve on the ultimate lifestyle. This feels much more integrated now from this that year that we all went through, guys. Twenty twenty. I mean, uh-huh. it's I think it's so important to to take inventory right now and i know we've been doing that a lot with this whole timeline and a lot is going to unravel very soon but mm. i think we have to continue that process and and be at peace and, and there's got to be some sort of comfort comfortability in 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 the in the process of like all right every day is very different let's explore and yeah, I can't actually. This is a great segue. I can't freaking thank this company enough for the power shake because oh, the yeah. power shake just fucking oh, yeah. cuts through the bullshit. There's no way I could deal with life without without the power shake, liquid yeah. sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just ordered like a bunch of it. It's it's like there's really nothing like it in Canada, and I love how they ship mm-hmm. it in like biodegradable packaging. That's so great. Right. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what drew you to to Purian, because I know uh, learning about your life, I'm starting to piece together of, uh, what, of things that you've, you've been doing, like with, you know, this is an example of you running a marathon, 
and yeah. and then um, to be on Japanese television with your yoga practice and everything. I mean, how did that all happen, dude? <laughs> like, what the hell? That looked hilarious, by the way. Like, oh, total you... Japanese like TV. It was really funny. I'll, I'll have to send you some clips from the from the show. Um, Sweet. You know, I always wanted to be a singer. That was kind of my my thing. And I was on Canadian yeah. Idol. I actually live Canadian um, Idol. Yeah, we had a we had a spinoff show in Canada. What year was this? That was oh, I was sixteen. So I that would have been two thousand three. Oh, wow. Yeah. No so way. it was the first season of Canadian Idol, and I I made it pretty far. Um, mm. And I it's funny because I I'm living now. I moved into an apartment, and I can actually see into the hotel room where I got kicked off the show. No they, way. They rented out like the ballroom of of the. Are you of the serious? Hotel. Yeah, so it's kind of cool to like see where I got kicked off, and and because it all yeah. kind of worked out. Like I got a record deal in the end, but not mm. through that show. Um, basically, they, they I made it pretty far, and then the Simon Cowell type judge was like, you know, because they hired somebody to kind of be like the mean one on the Canadian version. <laughs> of course. I think his name was Zach Werner, and he was like a music guy from Toronto, and he was like, um, "Oh, you're you're way too theatrical. Get out." And I was like whoa yeah he was really mean and i and and i had just sung like an original song that i wrote and i you know i put my heart on the line because yeah. i didn't just sing like an alicia keys cover i did my own thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and so anyway long story short um i took that to mean like i should do broadway i should do like oh. new, york, new york stuff so i tried to spin it so i auditioned yeah. uh, in the same week i got kicked off of idol i auditioned for amda which is uh, the american music mm. dramatic academy and yeah. i got a scholarship so I did my last exam in high school. And so when I was 17, I, I moved to New York and uh, wow. I, I did uh, musical theater school there. And uh, one of our, our acting teachers, his name was Mr. Pearson. Lester yeah. B. Pearson. Lester B. Pearson. Lester Pearson. Oh. <laughs> he just talked like this and his drag name was Where? Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> yeah his track name was dolores what so when he saw the drag show he was a legend uh, he he really believed in yoga and he always mm -hmm. would make us do yoga he taught us like yoga routines and we had to teach each other you know one by one would teach the class like a yoga routine that he would teach us and long story short i started to like the yoga aspect of the acting school more than the actual acting right I like this i always like singing and I always like, I always realize I like yoga, but I wasn't super right. into the dance and I wasn't super into the acting. I'm just not a very good actor. Yeah. Like you're a good actor, but I find it really hard to do acting. I can act when I'm singing or if it's wow. like very dramatic. Like yeah. I realized, like I kept getting like C's in acting in that, in that mm. conservatory until Mr. Pearson, uh, assigned me, Mr. Pearson assigned me the role of um, a shell-shocked Vietnam War veteran who lived in the forest. Are you was, serious? Yeah, it was this play called um, Redwood Curtain. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry, hold on, there we go. No worries, yeah. oh, there we go. Um, so long story short, um, he's like, okay, I want you to do a character study and I want you to just live, live as the character for six months. So like I would uh, go into the forest, like I would go into what's called Central Park because I was living mm. in Hell's Kitchen. And I would like hide in the bushes with like dirt on my face and I grew my beard out and I had like, you know, tattery clothes. I looked like a homeless person and I just would like wow. just hang out during the day as the character. And it, I realized I'm good at playing like really fucked up people. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's cool. That's, so it's like, so uh, cool. I remember one of the lines is like, um, I hunt! A fish sometimes, I don't eat garbage. 
There's a coffee shop place called Wildflower. Lady leaves rolls out sometime. And then, and then there was wow, uh, yeah. my my co-star. She she was this little um, Vietnamese girl, and she was like she thought that I was her father. And anyway, it was an interesting play, a very kind of uh, obscure wow. play. But I ended up getting an A plus in it, and it was the first time that I realized I could do acting, mm -hmm. as long as it was something that I was really passionate about. Definitely, definitely. You know, I just think like a boring character, and and yeah. So that segues yeah. into like your acting career. Because right. you're a very good actor. Like I really believe you when you do it. How do you how do you do acting? <laughs> well, how do you uh, act? Uh, right. Uh, th that's kind of you, man. I love your process. It, I mean, it has to go with like it has to come with just exploring yourself as a as a artist. That with whatever you love, you know that there's always more to explore and to not shy away from anymore. Uh, just to not shy away from training and crafting and sculpting who you are is mm -hmm. is like is the whole point. I mean, I'm learning uh, some really beautiful things right now. In fact, there was there was a class I took last year in the spring, and it was called Projections with Peter mm -hmm. Frisch, and it had to do with mm -hmm. entering into a deep meditative state, a theta and an alpha state of consciousness. Mm. Uh, with an intention uh, specific to the material or your character that you are uh, working on or any questions or dialogue or story you want to unfold, you ask or you set this intention before and during a countdown from 10 to 1, from 5 to 0. Huh. And then it allows you to sink into this deep state where Yes, you have whatever it is that you desire in this outcome, but then it unfolds with, without your resistance of just the story that will happen as your character. So it's really powerful. It's really fun. Wow, it's like yes. fun is the key, just, right? Yeah, Passion and, and fun. Well, I, I for one am always going to be learning on this shit because seriously, like I could write a bio that would be like three pages long intellectually, but I won't feel it in my body there's got to be that knowing there from and that's incorporating what we want to learn about who we are with mm -hmm. uh, our body mind and 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 that's why it all translates i mean the more you get to know yourself and feel yourself the more you can tap into anything that is within your consciousness right so, i beautiful. was reading a book called um it's somebody frederick dodson i think his name is and it's called levels of energy and it's kind of like Power Versus Force by David R. Hawkins. I don't know if you've read that book. No, these all sound great, though. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, there's a scale of consciousness from one to a thousand. A thousand is Christ consciousness. And, mm. you know, 30 is like guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like the lowest frequency that you could experience as a human. And so the idea mm -hmm. is to like raise your frequency. And so it was interesting. I was listening to the audiobook, and he was talking about how like, to be more successful, there is a technique of emulating successful people who you're inspired by. And he said it only works. It's only a high frequency technique. If you combine a little piece of yourself with the frequency or the energy of the person you're inspired by. And it kind of makes me think of acting like the best actors mm. are able to, to really do a character study of, you know, I'm thinking of somebody who plays, I don't know, Queen Elizabeth or somebody who plays I'm thinking of um, was her name Eileen Warrenos, the the serial mm -hmm. killer. 
yeah. uh, played by Charlize Theron. I really love yeah. that, that movie. I think she did a really good job of that. Oh, yeah. But it's almost like you take you take a piece of yourself, your frequency of yourself. You don't negate yourself, but you kind of like you become the character, but you're still honoring yourself. Mm -hmm. Is that mm -hmm. sort of like what you do? Wow. Yeah. You couldn't have said it any better. That's beautiful. Absolutely. And what comes to mind is the actor Philip Seymour Hoffman. When I think mm. about this, I feel like there's something so honest about his performance yet and his performances. And yet so much of him is in so much of these specific characters so mm -hmm. yeah you're right applying what your your essence to anything is what will help with having your light shine man but mm -hmm. it's and it's and it's it's also good to know that you are the actor character the singer character the etc etc character meaning you can you can be in this state of awareness of who you are in this story, you're gonna go jump off the ledge. But the actor in you says, no, I'm not gonna jump off the ledge. Unless it's a cool stunt and you do it first and there's some crash pads and <laughs> fuck it, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get somebody else to do that. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, how I, that's how I feel. And I'm learning a lot of that philosophy from this teacher. His name is Peter Frisch. Peter Frisch. From the Frisch Approach in Santa Barbara. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah, he's, he's a badass. He's a wizard. Cool. A thespian wizard. <laughs> so what have you done any musicals? Are you more no, of like a straight but, actor? No, straight actor. No, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would like to I would like to do a, a musical. I think it'd be really funny. I want to do a comedy. I got to do a comedy. Yeah. It's a musical. I could see you oh. in like also doing like a lot of Shakespeare. Like I could see you oh. in tight, tights doing like Shakespeare yes, comedies. <laughs> I think you'd be really good love, at that. I would love any form of Shakespeare, but yes, some comedies would be great. That would yes. be lovely. It was so, <laughs> so good. So Did, good. In any of your acting courses, have you had to do like an accent class where you learn how to do different accents? Actually, that's the one, that's the one uh, discipline I need the most work with because I, I want to lose myself in more characters. I feel like I'm, I'm tending more to the, the wheelhouse of characters that, you know, I, I, can, I can access. Like, I love a good Southern, but I love, oh, you know, yeah. some Australian, blah, blah, blah. But there's only so much of that repertoire that I have. I want to I learn more with Peter Frisch with uh, vocal and speech um, personalization. Like, I, I think that's yeah. so fascinating. I'm learning, um, I'm learning how to sing wherever my phone is. All right, uh, actually, I'm using it. Um, <laughs> there's an app called Errol Singer Studio, and I'm finally Singer learning Studio. how to use my voice and, you know, train my registers and all of that. Cool. It's fun. You'll have to send me that after. Yeah, it's great. I'll put it in the show notes. Show notes. Um, the show notes. The show notes. What yes. was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you um, if, like, what would be your ideal character if you could play any character mm. in the whole world? What, who, or what would it be? Mm. Wow. It doesn't have to be just one, but like, yeah. Well, what would be some of your dream characters? My my gut says the Joker. Hmm. <laughs> I could see you playing the Joker in like some Broadway musical version of Batman. Oh yeah, if he can do some flowy shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. 
I'm a Broadway boxer. Yes! I would just yes. love to see you on stage Joker. being like a crazy Joker. <laughs> I'm the Joker. Wait, the Joker. <laughs> Actually, you're, when you said Joker, your your mouth went the per, did the perfect Joker shape mouth. That was good. You've Beautiful. got good. You've got good subtleties. You've got good mouthy things. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh my gosh, dude! Segue. Okay. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta know. I got Susie. I gotta know how how you feeling lately. What are you doing to stay creative? What's What's mm. life like in in Vancouver? Right. Um. It's good. Life is good in Vancouver, and it's. Like they keep doing all these like extended lockdown things yeah, and I, I kind of like it. Like, is that bad? Mm, kind of, Cause mm. it's been really good for me. Cause it's like, okay, I don't have to like run around the whole city, like a crazy person right. know, teaching 20 fitness, hot yoga, spin classes. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, I get another couple months to just like work on my online school and then get naked with my bros <laughs> in nature and go cold plunging. <laughs> it's like actually the best thing ever. Seriously. You know? So I, I can't complain. It's It's been good for me. I feel bad for the elderly people. That's been, that's really yeah. upsetting because it's very isolating for, for people. Um, but in terms of like staying creative, I just spend as much time as I can in nature mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just meditate. And I've got my, you know, I'm, I'm healing my eyes, which is really fun from vaccine damage. So I've got like, mm -hmm. I color like mandalas in with my, mm -hmm. with the eye that was injured that got the palsy. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of just been like treating my my apartment as like a you can see in the background there's a little eye chart there, mm -hmm. kind of like a, a healing space for my body mind and soul and doing a shitload of breath work. Yeah, like, um, I'll send you some breath work after from this guy in, um, on one of the Gulf Islands. His name's Robin Clements, oh. and it's called conscious connected breathing. So you just lie mm -hmm. on the ground and you just go. <sighs> You just, you just do wow. that for like an hour. You just like inhale deeply and then just let the exhale happen. And yeah. And it's, and it's just called conscious connected breathing. And then every once in a while, if I feel like I want to get super high, I'll add in a breath hold. So, yeah, so yeah, I've done yeah, that like 40 times and, and just hold it out as long as I can. And then inhale, squeeze the rectum, sex organ, navel, focus on the third eye, release some DMT. And then, and then go back to the conscious connected breathing. And I just love that because it's like, you know, it gets you so high. I'll take a bit of Kratom if I want before. I don't know if you've tried Kratom, but it's like no. my favorite plant in the world. It's like really? the only thing that makes me not want to drink. I had problems with addiction before. Mm -hmm. um, I do take a bit of Kratom every day, so I'm a bit addicted to it. But at, at least on Kratom, I make good choices. Whereas right. with my prior addictions like cocaine and alcohol, I made bad choices. Poison and <laughs> God knows what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the white powders are the devil. Do not go there. But um, yeah, no thanks. Keep your cartilage. Save your bones. Save your, your bones. Everything. Everything else. And, and that's kind of to segue back to Purium. What yeah. I find is if I just kind of have the super, what's it called? The, the power shake or the super mm -hmm. meal, which is another mm -hmm. one of their shakes. I basically do that twice a day with the super aminos, with the biomedic. And then I have a healthy dinner. And then before bed, I have the apothecary. And if I kind of just live the Purium lifestyle, I kind of feel like I'm high all the time. I know, right? right? And then like Curtis also is into Kratom. And so sometimes we put, he's like, oh, like you should try putting up. He's like, sometimes I like to put um, 
weed. What is it? No, <laughs> no, he, he likes to put kratom in the power shake. And so I tried that and it's actually really good because wow. kratom tastes really gross. But if you put mm -hmm. it in the power shake, it can be quite good. And and again, create, you know, anything you can abuse. But I would say kratom is a lot a safer plant to utilize than something like even pot. Like for me, pot makes me just anxious. I don't know about you. It affects everybody differently. But I just get yeah. kind of like anxious and I kind of get too much in my head. Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed that uh, now um, I'm certainly uh, I'm having a, a nice uh, session right now with that plant. But oh, nice. I, or are you I on, noticed... on pot right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. You are so cool. <laughs> you are so if, cool. If I had done pot before this interview, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, but I was gonna say my nervous system can do that. So it, I, I am happy that I can say that I know what my consciousness is like when I have too much. But now mm. I really have a nice sweet spot. I, there's a lot of balance in nice. my lifestyle because, uh, yeah, just having a, a teensy little bit is enough for me to go to Mars, but then still be grounded because nice. of all the sex kung fu that we do. <laughs> yes. Well, that's but, another um, big part of it. Yeah, hape is great too. I, I had some hape oh. on the roof yesterday to chill out and just focus in on a Sunday full of work and acting oh. class and stuff, but that was dope. You're going to have to tell me more about hape because I, I'm going to start a sananga diet, a 21-day sananga. I don't know if you've heard about sananga, but it's another rainforest plant from mm. those tribes that make hape, and it's mm. this very um, painful uh, eye drop of this uh, extract from the plant. You you drop it into your eyes, and it it oh. causes you your eyes to burn like like you put like red hot chili peppers in your eyes. <laughs> and um, it's amazing though. Like I my my buddy who's into like natural medicines, I asked him. I was like, I have this injury from the vaccine. What would you recommend? He's like Sananga. And I was like, what's that? And he's like, oh, well, just come over and I'll show you. And he he opens his fridge and he takes out his Sananga drops. He's like, lie down. And I was like, okay. And I trust him because he's helped. He helped me cure my cavity without having to get it filled. Mm. So I, I trust him. So I lay down. He looks kind of like Jesus. He's got long hair. And <laughs> came over the dropper. He's like, this is going to hurt a lot. <laughs> just ah! And I was like, okay. I'm like lying there on his ground. And, uh, and his girlfriend is really interesting. She was kind of sitting to the side with her hands on her pussy. She's like, mm. has very good pussy consciousness. Yes. Like when I speak with her, when I was speaking with her last time, she had her hands on either side of her vulva. And she was just like, mm. her vulva energy was just permeating the whole house. Uh, so we, we should talk more about that too. Cock and vulva yes. energy and being grounded mm. in, in the second chakra. But anyway, so he drops these in my eyes and mm. it was very painful. But because of all the cold plunging I do, I kind mm. of, I, I, I knew how to stay oh, in yes. my body, totally. okay, finish the breath. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Just breathing. And then you're healing your cells when you do that. Yeah, I think so. And, and yeah, you are. the way Costa said is that it's, it's not just about the, something about the, the intensity of the pain resets the nervous system, which somehow helps wow. the eyes. So interesting. It, yeah, and it, I really did feel like I went into this very deep parasympathetic state mm. after the initial sympathetic shock of this. Almost mm. maybe like having a jump start to the heart. It was like a jump start mm -hmm. to the eyes and the nervous system perhaps. Interesting. But after about 15 minutes I was able to open my eyes and I like closed the stronger eye, looked through the the eye that needs some love and I was like, "Whoa, everything is so much more clear." Wow. Yeah, and so traditionally the rainforest people would um, of Brazil would use this sananga at nighttime before they went hunting to improve their eyesight when they were hunting. Mm. 
And so I'm going to do it like every night for 21 days. It's coming today, apparently. Uh, wow. Anyway, the, 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 how it relates to hoppy is they accidentally sent me hoppy instead of sananga. <laughs> so I have this hoppy and I'm not oh, really dope. super into hoppy, but I want to learn right. more about hoppy from you. Right. Because um, I have all this hoppy, like they made me buy it, but I got 20% off. But anyway, I right. bought it. They're like, oh, can you return it? I was like, well, but I kind of want to try it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to try it. I want to return it in the mail. Yeah. Um, so so anyway, I did try some and I set like an intention and I found like mm -hmm. I couldn't really sleep after. Like I, I got a bit of a pressure headache after. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, like, what do you recommend with Hoppe to make it a pleasurable experience? Well, actually, let's see here. I have this um, Hoppe. Um, oh, yes. Shooter. Yeah, the, I actually a self, got self-applicator. Yes, this was gifted to uh, me from Alexander Hill. Oh my gosh! Yes, man tribe. Yeah, uh, I he, love he, Alexander. Yeah, so a health, um, men's health facilitator. Yes, Alexander Hill. Yeah, uh, gave me gave me um, gave me some uh, hoppe powder. I'm not sure what it's derived from, but it, it was the simple. It's the simple mechanism for me that, from my experience. Mind you, it's still very new. Is that mm. when I shoot this uh, further end into my into my nose, it really goes straight into like my my like my cap like my na nasal cavity here. It's like a it COVID feels, test. It's like oh, something that's actually gonna make you feel better. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, my my um. So my how do you do it? So you inhale? Here. Do you go right. like inhale? Hold, I think it's more like a shoot. Yeah, it's more like a. I just, okay. I just, I just set an intention. I'm like, here we go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm up on the roof in Hollywood, and I'm trying to do it, and like, I, I've, I like failed many times trying to like, you know, actually get too much saliva in the shooter. And I'm like, why isn't it working? And then you know what you, you remind me of? In. You remind what? me of a young you and Morton. No, Ewan no, Morton. a young uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> you remind. You look like a young Ewan McGregor, and you've got similar. Oh, yes. I, he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's a legend. Thank you yeah. for that. I'll take so, that. Yeah. So you don't you don't inhale, hold the breath, and then go. You just kind of just. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have yeah, to no, do I'm some. Just, it's just. Sorry. I mean, I should. Shouldn't I? It sounds like. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I did a hoppy. I did a hoppy journey with my men's group. Oh yeah, and, yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, it was interesting. But like mm. the the guy who who you know who who facilitated the ten of us, he's like you know like an expert in in you know facilitating medicine journeys. Cool. He does a lot of bu he facilitates a lot of bufo journeys, which mm -hmm. is a toad venom journey. Mm. So he like made us have an intention, and then he's like, okay, mm. you're gonna look into my eyes. You know, and he had the longer one, like the the duo applicator one. So he's okay. Look into my eyes, set your intention. He got me clear about my intention, and then you're just like, and then on the third inhale, inhale, hold your breath. He sticks it in your nose, and he goes, and he like it blows up, and then you exhale, and then the second nostril inhale, and he goes, and you're just like, oh, oh man. So I'm wondering, but you don't have to. I guess it's you know choose your own adventure like you don't have to hold your breath at the top for it to be successful obviously you just kind of no. just blow it up your nose yeah yeah you know i try and do it as like cool and ceremonial as i can but I, I evidently <laughs> it sounds like there's many more things to be learned with hoppe i think that 
that sounds like a very much a ceremonial tradition other than uh, otherwise uh, mine's mine's you know great i'm sure it's uh, definitely the right intention but like it's still funny I, you know mine's more like a woo! <laughs> all right let's integrate this open my third eye open my hemispheres here we go <laughs> oh my god i felt bad for there was a new guy in the group and he had a face mask on because you know he didn't necessarily buy into the pandemic but his his uh... um his he said i'm doing it for my roommates because i promised them i'd wear a face mask so i was like i was wondering like as as this guy was going around like how is he going to get it through his oh. face mask <laughs> <laughs> oh. is he gonna like just stick the applicator right through and cut no he's a gonna hole? do the whole like the awkward like oh, oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> i i was so curious and so because this guy was right next to me and so like i did mine i was like well, okay whoa this is intense and then i kind of like yeah, looked, yeah. looked over and it was the most interesting thing like he did it without giving him any medicine like the guy had his face mask on and then what yeah he he just kind of did it energetic like he took all of these like owl feathers and eagle feathers like all these different feathers and he started like going like all around this dude whoa and um he's like what is your intention and the guy's like my intention is you know get more clear get more clear and then he just did like all these things he's stuff around this guy and it looked like it was like an energetic hoppe situation so i thought that was really cool Wow. He, um, the guy never came back to our men's group meeting. I think. Ah! <laughs> I think he's probably like, like, what are what, what are happened? these guys doing in the middle yeah, of a pandemic? Shooting, you know, spitting up each other's nostrils, <laughs> screaming into the cold. These <laughs> 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 psychopaths. I've been really getting into Amanda Vollmer. She's really good at talking about, you know, how germ theory is flawed and how Louis Pasteur, who invented germ theory, was fraudulent. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. there's a really good book if anybody's interested called The Private Science of Louis Pasteur. And Ooh. it talks about how um, Louis Pasteur fraudulated a lot of his results and the politics and the sociology behind germ theory versus terrain theory. And it's all very interesting. Definitely. So, Definitely. Yeah. But oh. uh, tell, tell me more about your experience with plant medicines and how they relate to acting for you. What well, other medicines I think, have you done? Yeah, I, I was gifted the opportunity to have the experience of the grandmother medicine in Mm. summer of last year, <laughs> 2020. And it came out of nowhere. My friend invited me through email to this like cacao plant medicine ceremony. Uh, I oh, was I like, love. Oh. I'm like, ooh, cool. Um, doesn't really, it indicates that there's like grandmother medicine, but mm. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm like just ayahuasca? Looking, yeah, I'm looking at this email thinking, okay, there's code words. I see cacao, it looks cool. Yeah, why not? And uh, that was the day before the ceremony, right? So mm. I was high as balls. And mm. I gave the shaman a call just because I wanted to see what's up. And <laughs> we had a very pleasant conversation. Uh, Tom Rose, Adam, I love you, sir. Uh, <laughs> he, we had a joyous conversation, but he's like, you do know we're doing ayahuasca, right? Oh and I was god. like, oh shit. Oh Here my we god. Go. Holy shit. So you did you know, ayahuasca while high on marijuana? The, yeah, no, I was high the day prior on yeah, oh, okay. some sativa, right? So mm. I was like, whoa. So the next day. Is sativa marijuana? 
yeah, just some sativa strain. strain. Yeah, just nice. You know, it was a nice tickle. It was great. But then, holy Mm -hmm. shit, talk about, you know, getting getting kicked right into the freaking pineal gland the day before. Just thinking like, okay, well, I'm going to gonna be on ayahuasca tomorrow we go. <laughs> so i had a really great workout prior to that at the beach there was a ceremony for me with feathers from my friend paola which was beautiful the feather actually i found uh, on my way over to the workout which cool. um belonged to a raven i believe and oh. the street address uh was ravenwood manor Oh my gosh. Well, that's some synchronicity. I see. Yes. Go winky dink. I think not. (laughs) So on that day, I was in this like cool, amazing, like 1960s Shangri-La, like LA, like where am I time capsule place? (laughs) Cool. (laughs) And it was really, really special because of the the lineage of healing and that, and that household and the vibrations Mm. there. I mean, Look, you are my guru. You're one of the gurus, but there were gurus of gurus of gurus of gurus <laughs> plastered all over these beautiful walls, decadent walls. <laughs> so I felt very safe. Like not many people, at least from my understanding so far, are having a, a very, very, very intimate ayahuasca experience. I'm talking from mm-hmm. Western culture. You know, yes. You know, you know, all people can go to Costa Rica and, and Arrhythmia. That's amazing. Cool, 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 cool. But this was a more smaller uh, group. So it was about mm-hmm. maybe, like, maybe nine of us total, including the shaman's wife and his baby and his mom. So cool. it's very intimate. And um, preceding that, uh, take actually taking that medicine, we were up on this uh, beautiful hill doing qigong and breath work and and really sinking into the the the, the the act of ceremony, which is like so much more important than actually for me doing the drugs, because the, we, we, we are like the, the, the process is that we're going to be in remembrance and as, as opposed to just, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's, that's what's so important is that we have to have that ceremony too. And that ceremony yes. br- brings together all that uh, familia, uh, familia vibration. And, yes. Wendy and Mandy, very, uh, she's, She's a shaman. She says uh, anything done outside of ceremony, including sexuality, is not good for humans. Mm. So there's something about ceremony that can be really powerful, whether it's sex or plant medicine or whatever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, well said. So yeah, with that, we felt really great going into it. We had some cacao, uh, I believe, before, maybe not. Um, but it was so beautiful when the ayahuasca from the medicine was just really working in me. It was very... It was very yin based. I was having these profound moments only when I had stopped sitting in such an upright, alert position, even though that was great. That was more mm. of my physical, uh, you know, not pain body, but energetic, you know, body that was just really working through my organs. I, I put uh, a blanket over me and I was in this fetal position mm. and I was able to really see this like amazing display of, um, these visions of just yin and nature all around me. Like when I had my eyes open, I could see trees, uh, you know, really making love and swaying together in this harmony. And they were talking to each other. The wind was so beautiful. I felt like I had all of this lovely uh, yin presence with me and my breath. I just remember my breaths being cosmic. (sighs) They were so 
so unique and I could feel this like light ener light energetic body being, you know, come to life. You're like my really like this clairvoyance sort of activating. And, it, and you didn't, and that's very you didn't throw up? Uh, no, but I could feel that. Did you shit your pants? No, but I felt like it was, it could have gone either way. And I was like, what is my gut trying to tell me? No, I felt like it was like trying to tell me like you are safe. Let me, let's work on the cellular nervous system mm. uh, configuration because I was on Purium. I had a really great mm. diet leading into it. Mm. You know, I trained sex Kung Fu with you. Mm. And this was like, this was in October, October. Nice. No, I think it was, no, it was earlier than that. Sorry, it was September. Yeah. Ah. And then I did, and then the following month I returned and did do ayahuasca again. Again. A month later. Yes, in October. Wow. Yes, around a month um, after that calendar month. Yeah. And cool. um, that was cool. But, you know, I felt like leading into it, I was, uh, I felt like a lot more stressed out mm. and felt very much unrooted from my life in a good way, in a good way, but it was very intense. So I was like, wow, mm -hmm. okay, this is a lot. So my experience with ayahuasca for the second time was actually more of like an excavation of the subconscious. I actually mm -hmm. more of had this, I had this dream like state. It was, I fell asleep and had this dream like state. And I, I joke around thinking it's probably, you know, it was probably two janitors in some fucking, you know, hallway wiping the fucking floor of my subconscious, looking at each other like, hey, when is this guy gonna wake up? <laughs> Any minute now. I'd <laughs> wake up and be like, oh. <laughs> well, wow. I felt like I was wiped clean. Oh my gosh. So it was a good, ex it was intense, but it ended up being a good experience in the end. Well, I believe that the intensity was melted in the, in the, in the infinite with like where I was in the dream state. Like it wasn't as mm. rooted and profound in my body with that awareness. I was asleep yes. and it became this like, you know, milky way. <laughs> Did you need a few days thing. after to integrate? Oh my God. Yeah. So the first time for sure. I mean, I was feeling great, but like I needed to journal about that. That's what's mm -hmm. also been very important in my life is making sure I, I journal at least three pages a day to jot down the streams of consciousness because we need that nice. right now more than ever, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And oh, that's good. Yeah, it's 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 been wonderful. Thank you for asking, man. I mean, is there is there anything that in your practice lately that you've been very surprised by with new developments? Because I know you're learning a lot about Taoism specifically, you know, it's more direct, but what, what is it now that you're working towards hmm. after, after your course and everything like that? I think just more and more of a, of, of a connection to the lower Dantian, <clears throat> the needle yeah. point. So like three to four fingers, what's below the belly button, that sort of pearl of energy that they talk about in the Tao, cultivating that connection. I did a lot of Kundalini yoga and as taught by Yogi Bhajan, it turns out he was like a rapist. Um, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, so he he said that his Kundalini Yoga was like 15,000 years old and that the Sikh gurus had been doing his Kundalini Yoga for eons. <laughs> and it turns out it was all a big lie. <laughs> he right. just made up most of it on the spot. He's like, all these wow. Westerners, breath of fire for half an wow. hour. Shadow guru. Wow. <laughs> Shadow guru. So, wow. but I, it was interesting because as I was doing all the Kundalini training, I had the intuition that he was a rapist. I kind of, because we had to watch a lot of videos of him teaching. And I was like, why is he like severely obese and like talking about like people? Severely obese. 
he was severely obese and like he had diabetes and he was addicted to McDonald's and oh what the fuck I was like is he actually doing any yoga like is he actually getting up at 4 a.m like he's making his followers do no he wasn't at least not in the last part of his life but I mean but God bless everybody because you know everybody has a light side and a dark side but um I the, the reason why I brought that up is because I was doing kundalini yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan to the like almost like a religion because that's how I was taught in the yoga teacher mm-hmm. training. Like you mm-hmm. have you cannot modify these these yoga poses. You have to do it exactly the way he taught. These are the the series of mm-hmm. exercises. You must not deviate in the least. So Whoa. I would get up at like three thirty and I would do the cold shower and dry brush and then do the two and a half hour practice of meditating and chanting and praying to the guru and all this stuff. And it helped me get out of the cocaine lifestyle mm-hmm. because there was so much chaos in my life. It brought a sense of order. Mm-hmm. We had to wear white turbans. We had to wear all white. We had to do mm-hmm. all these things. It was like a military camp, which mm-hmm. was good for me at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like chaos that brought order. And now, mm-hmm. now I'm more into like breath work and mm-hmm. listening to my body and doing it my own mm-hmm. way, which is like freedom. But I guess mm-hmm. I needed that step of order. Of being yeah. told being told it prescriptively what to do so I, I I'm grateful to the lineage for that mm-hmm. I just would have had more respect for the lineage if they if if my teachers had been like hey you know what Yogi Bhajan was not perfect he did rape his secretaries and young girls um you know he's just one of many teachers mm-hmm. that we look up to instead of just seeing him as the one supreme god um who's perfect and you can't criticize him it, I would have had more respect for the Kundalini yoga community if they were just like, yeah, he he did some really fucked up shit. Some of the stuff is really good. Uh, some of it is totally fucked up. And, you know, this is what works. And, you know, but but they're they're like wearing their white robes. And it's like very like much like a Catholic um, religion. That's what it sort of felt like. Mm-hmm. And I got I got criticized a lot for saying, you know, if you want to work because they would say if you're a man you must put your right thumb on top of your left if you're a woman you must put your left thumb on top of the right so when i did my practicum class i was like today if you feel like you have if you want to work more on your divine masculine energy you can place your right thumb on top of the left if you feel like you want to work more on your divine feminine place your left thumb on the right here we go so no you know do the kriya <laughs> and then my teacher was like you cannot say that and i was like why? She's like, because Yogi Bhajan taught it. If you're a man, you do this. If you're a woman, you do that. And I said, well, what if, what if there's somebody who's intersex? What if they have a penis and a vagina? Because I have some friends who were born with a penis and a vagina. They had an extra sex chromosome. And then she's like, well, um, you know, that's a very rare case. And, you know, and I said, well, not necessarily. Like, I've got lots of friends who that's, mm-hmm. they just are too, you know, they're not t- broadcasting that to the whole world, but that's the case. And she's like, well, if you were on Davy Street, which is like the gay village, she's like, maybe if you were teaching a class on Davy Street, you could say that. And I was like, oh my God, there's wow. some, there's some close-mindedness in this community. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, very fixed, very yeah, fixed. Yeah, very fixed. Like, you know, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. And if you if you deviate, like Yogi Bhajan taught obey. That was like the key command. Obey, serve, command, excel. You always must obey your guru and you must not deviate from your guru. But I feel like, that put a lot of people in the Kundalini yoga community into the psych ward because they were following to a T and in an extremist fashion, everything he was telling them to do, like you're going to just eat bananas for the next three months what? and you're going to get up at three 30 in the morning 
and you're going to do two and a half hours of yoga and then you're going to work here and you're done. And then they would go crazy. Like my teacher, Gurmuk, she's like, don't think Kundalini yoga is the be all end all. I know a lot of women who did everything Yogi Bhajan said and ended up in the psych ward and they're still there today. And I was like, oh my God. So anyway, what am I learning? I'm learning that if you bring the energy up like they do in Kundalini yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan, you must bring it back down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just leave it in your brain, especially if you're a male and you've got a lot of hot young energy. It's not healthy to keep that hot young energy in your brain. So in, in the Tao, we touch the tongue to the roof of the mouth. And yeah, you can bring it up to the brain, inhale, and then exhale, bring it back down the front like a waterfall. And then bring it down to your what we call the lower dantian, which is the rectum, sex organ, navel, and store it there, um, especially the small intestines. Montak Chia, my teacher, says that the small intestines is the safest place to store your kundalini, your sexual, your life force mm-hmm. energy, because of the, the mere volume of the surface area of the small intestines. Mm-hmm. Um, so the heart and the mind is a great place to connect into astral travel and connect to your guides and stuff. But in terms of storing energy, especially if it's hot, fiery energy if you're a man mm-hmm. it's safer to, to not store it in the brain <laughs> store it in the low in the yeah. low so that's what i learned and, and and the kundalini lineage is very fiery like as taught by yogi bhajan like they were told to eat shit loads of garlic ginger and onions which is very very sexually activating and very very you know young oh, cool. activating yeah um, even the the tea that Yogi Bhajan made, he's the owner of Yogi Tea, which is in stores all over the world now. But their orish, initial blend was the Yogi Tea blend, which was like ginger and clove and uh, just all these really intense herbs. So these mm-hmm. days, I'm taking what worked for me and my system of Kundalini Yoga and combining it with what I've done since I was a kid in terms of like i was i was doing my own version of sexual kung fu since i was a small child you know or since especially when i hit puberty i was like "Ooh, i'm getting a boner oh if Mm. i stand like this with my feet together it feels really like sexy and i feel really empowered i can like pull that energy up Mm, yeah namaste um Mm. so i was kind of doing montauk chia-esque um things and for the audience Ah. who doesn't know who montauk chia is he's He's my teacher currently, and he brought sexual kung fu to the West. Sexual kung fu is basically means daily discipline. So, so kung fu just means di- discipline. It doesn't mean like karate kid, karate chops. Um, but no. so basically, it's it's the art and the science of learning how to harness and direct your sexual energy. And the ancient Chinese doctors would prescribe these movements and these masturbatory. Uh, techniques to their patients to help them learn how to harness their energy to Mm. heal their organs and nourish their brain and their glands so um that's where i'm at in the practice is really just making it my own and giving myself permission to like actually tune into my own body it's like how does this technique feel in my body Mm. rather than like did yogi bhajan say it's okay or not Mm -hmm. because somebody told me only take advice from somebody who has what you want Otherwise, they're just guessing, and chances are they're guessing wrong. And so I looked at Yogi Bhajan, and I was like, he's morbidly obese. He's raping all these women. He's not even really doing any yoga himself. Does he have what I want? Oh, no, he doesn't. Okay, so I don't have to treat him as God anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. And there's that dogma, and that, and that goes down to religious programming that is right. tried and true. And. Mm-hmm. May we, yeah, may we all get to unlock our own individualized self-realization 
And mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with Christ consciousness. There's absolutely nothing wrong with really identifying yourself from your soul and what you truly love. But there's mm-hmm. a there's that line of like which we shall just really have to be as open and as free as consciousness as we can because mm. it's all an interpretation of what we're trying to figure out in the totally. moment totally and i yeah. feel like now that and yogi bhajan taught this that in 2012 there'd be a shift of the age into mm-hmm. this aquarian age like a lot of the stuff he taught was really great mm-hmm. um so i'm not i don't want to say like he he was not all bad he just had a really right. dark shadow really dark um, shadow really dark shadow um, but a lot of the stuff he taught is really applicable and really um, relatable and really uplifting. Like the whole idea that 2012 before was one of the darkest eras of humankind, the Piscean age, when it was all about hierarchies and dominator systems and good looking up to a guru. Whereas in 2012, even though we're still in a cusp period, we're, we're entering into this new age where we are, everybody is being encouraged to be their own teacher. Mm-hmm. and to turn within rather than putting somebody up on a pedestal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think that's a that's a really great teaching and i think that we're all this, yeah we're on this magical blend of journey together and we're here to have mm-hmm. mentors and mentees and mm-hmm. we're all here to uplift each other and i think the purpose of being on the planet right now is to tap into our bodies see what's true for us and share that through art and um I think basically the purpose why I'm here is to feel good. And mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm also learning is like, I don't need to argue with somebody. Like if somebody listens to this podcast and they hear the part where I talk about, you know, the C word being problematic and maybe not rooted in the most grounded science and they get, I don't have to argue with that. I can just like, okay, that's going to trigger some people and that's okay. And some people are going to resonate and that's okay. I don't have to prove anything because I'm a crystal child and you're definitely, I think you're a rainbow child. Uh, Whereas my teacher, Christiane Northrup, I think she's a, what are they called? Indigo child. Mm. So the indigo children, according to, I think it's Dolores Cannon came first and they were there to challenge and be on the front lines and march Mm. for change and, you know, fight for change and kind of Mm. be the rebel warriors. Whereas the, the crystals and the, the um, rainbow children, we're just here to be the change, to be the change mm-hmm. you wish to see in the world. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so if, if I get into arguing and trying to prove my point, I'm not being the change. Exactly. So I've had to block and ban a lot of people yeah, <laughs> on my social so media, not because my heart wanted to, and these are the words of Christiane Northrup, but because I'm starting to value and cherish myself and time with self and boundaries and you know, I like what Christiane said. She said, you're not here to wake up the sheep. You're here to wake up the sleeping lions. Mm. And so everybody's entitled to their own beliefs and everybody's mm. entitled to their own perspectives. And and we didn't come to this planet to prove anything. We just came to be the change. So I'm, I'm, that's, I think that's really the next precipice of frontier of what I'm working on or intending in my life is to just simply live it, be it and stop looking for evidence to the contrary of it. Because every time I turn around and I see that the people, you know, the sheeple haven't come along with the way I see things, I tear myself apart, defy mm-hmm. my own dream. And then I blame them for not feeling good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I need, yeah. so I'm, I'm letting go of that tendency. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. That's a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah. Mm, that was never yours to bear, so you lay it down. Yeah, it was never mine to carry, so I lay it down. I got that from a, uh, I was at Wanderlust a few years ago, the yoga festival in Whistler, and it, her name was um, Chelsea. I can't remember, but she was a really sexy yoga teacher. Yeah. She kept telling us to say that. It was never mine to carry, so I lay it down. Right on. Yeah. What are you mm. working on in your journey? What are, what's your next frontier of, of, of um, spiritual mm. development well, growth? It's certainly, it's certainly just learning more about the power of presence and, and my creativity is, is really becoming more, a, more an integrative tool in everything that I do because it's continuing to open and open to more uh, depths and it, I, I'm expanding just what I what I love to do and I love movements I love to uh, express myself in that way I love to read about what what's so important about our consciousness so there's always there's always going to be more like again there's there's so much to be learned from your course that is definitely happening when there's a more secure space for me to practice because I'm <laughs> chilling out in my bros Hollywood casa <laughs> So, um, yeah, you can't really so flop more. your flop your cock around. Your I wish, you, you know, we're breaking, we're, we're being the change, right? We Slow. are being the change. Slow. We're Slow. being. The exactly. It's amazing, though. It's amazing how many how many straight guys are into this. Like most of my clients yes. identify as as heterosexual, and and that's really yeah. what I love to harp on is this whole idea that the cult that runs this planet oh. knows that getting naked and flopping your cock around is really good for you. And that's why yeah. they shamed it so hard. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like everything we've been taught, everything that they've really shamed us about usually is, is pretty life-giving if you let go of the shame. Mm, exactly. And, yeah. yeah. And it, so it's, it's really, I mean, like all the guys in my men's group here, they all identify as, as straight guys and they're all willing to get naked and flop their cocks around and hug for that's 30 right. seconds naked with the dicks touching and it's all fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you know so, why? But slowly but surely. You mm -hmm. know why? But I just like saying this because there's this, there's, there's this, there's this knowing that I, I, I feel when I partake in these bro, bro, yang, yang, you know, enhancing, charging. yeah, charging events. You know, iron does mm -hmm. sharpen iron, and then, mm -hmm. then it changes whether it's, it's the different dynamic. Sex kung fu can be for for women, for couples, mm -hmm. that changes the dynamic and that's great. So there's, there's different ways, but oh, yeah. like, like you said, I mean, this just boils down to what did our ancestors do? What were they yeah. doing that we can integrate in our lives right now that serve us for the betterment of all beings? They were not wearing spandex Lululemons while they were doing this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my mind you want to crawl out of my skin. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is all with this shit that we put in our bodies by none of our really consent at this point mm -hmm. but like the human humans are so interesting we have a we have a lot of splaining to do right now and our planet is being eaten from the inside out and we wonder why we're becoming more anxious and we're seemingly feeling like something's not right or feeling fucked with all the time mm -hmm. not, that's so true not nothing yeah. good i but, like that intention the more we can align with like sort of uh, the way our ancestors were living the better we feel. I, I definitely feel that's true in many yeah. respects. Exactly. And the more we deviate from that, the worse we feel. And yeah. uh, I feel like people like you and me were kind of like canaries in the coal mine. Like, would you, I don't know, would you describe yourself as a HSP, highly sensitive person? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Have you done the questionnaire? 
you can Google it. If you I haven't done that in ages. No. Highly sensitive person questionnaire. Mm. I think I'm a 20. I did it a few nights ago because my friend encouraged me to. I'm like a 22, which is pretty high. <laughs> yeah, I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that deeply. I'm very sensitive. And and that was one of my uh, biggest, uh, you know, breakthroughs with like sex kung fu and like taking mm. having the power back within myself with all mm. sorts of different practices has really just shaped you know, so much my body, mind, and that goes, that goes in deep and it's mm -hmm. not a linear process of change or healing or growth, but totally. it's so fun because those it's moments really of realization are beautiful. Yeah. It's, it makes me think of the quote by Rumi, uh, make yourself a refuge unto mm. yourself. And it's like, oh my gosh, the more I do that, the less I do turn around and try to convince other people, the less I look outside myself. And it's just so, it just feels so good to give yourself yeah, no. oh. what you were trying to get from the world prior. Yeah, exactly. It's like exactly. letting everybody else off the hook and it's just like, oh my gosh, I can actually be with myself for an hour and just breathe deeply and squeeze my anus and look at my third eye and feel pretty good. Mm. Oh. Yes. Oh, and it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I don't have to snort it. I don't have my to snort it. Up my nose. Poison. I don't have to hoop it. <laughs> whoa <laughs> holy shit yeah there's so much that we have at our disposal as humans right now it's just for us to just band together we have to just do what mm. the, the dorky you know 1980s utopian commercials were like or like whatever we're gonna have to band together and fucking remove the cystic systems mm -hmm. that that plague the growth of the harmony of this planet totally yeah how does how does art play a role in that art is like holding a mirror to the world right hmm. and that is exactly what we should be doing we should be continuing to look at our own reflections of each and every one of us as we all are hmm. i am you and you are me and what do you do when you're tempted to to blame the world I do five minutes of fucking breath work on the roof. <laughs> Hape breath work? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I've probably got Hape in there somewhere at this point. And <laughs> what then kind all of, of breath a breath work do you do? Wim Hof? I, I, I enjoy Wim Hof. I actually really got started with meditation because of Wim Hof. I owe Wim Hof a lot. But actually, the, um, the Troy Casey in and out combined oh, yeah. with your five-minute your five timer and that then you, you put on a... So you go five minutes and then you hold mm -hmm. your breath out yeah. or in after the five minutes? I, I draw in and then I hold. And okay. then I should probably I should probably in, integrate me releasing and then just holding. But with Wim Hof, I, I feel like I really hold my breath longer than most practices. But I, I love the yang aspect. Yeah. And there's also so many different ways of meditation. I know uh, yeah. there's this um, practice, uh, Budokan, B-U-D-O-K-O-N, Budokan, yeah. Yeah. That this the way of life of Budokan is beautiful and um, very graceful, very warrior, very uh, yogi and integrative of the yin and the yang with different practices. And that's fun. Is that that will always sit, that will humble you in such a very amazing way, a self expressive cool. way. Oops, yeah. sorry. Receiving call, decline, asshole <laughs> on Zoom. Who, who is the um, guy who created Budokan again? He's, he's into nudity. I like him. Yeah, Cameron Shane. Cameron, yeah, Cameron Shane. Shane. Yeah, he's cool. 
yeah, he's dope. Yeah. Awesome. I was supposed to train with them, but uh, London was calling. In October. London was calling. And you were filming a show in London, yes? Yes. I cannot say what at this point oh. in time. But don't worry. You will soon find out. Let's just say that this young man wore this shirt for this very oh. highly, highly unusual, sexy experience. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Very cool. Yes, my guru. What role does eroticism play in your healing journey? Mm. And in your art? Self-expression from my deepest truth because of what I'm learning about who I am, I'm able to articulate that with so many different ways that mm. it all translates into this loving, cultivating self-love journey. Mm. And that place, I mean, it spills on to the next, you know, it's like this mm -hmm. beautiful coat of paint on this canvas. Nice. Yeah. And it's, it's hot. And also right now, if I'm being quite honest, this ultimate lifestyle transformation is so great. And it's also yes. for me right now, very intense. And I know that there's so many metaphysical things that happen when you do something yeah. like this too. True and so that. I was, I was, um, you know, I'm, 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 I was intimate last night, but I realized that my body was, uh, telling me to, really just slow down and <laughs> it's not telling me to just slow down but it's also just clearing away and, you, and i i love that because it's uh it's freeing me up it's freeing me up because mm. having to like do so much more sex kung fu or meditation or whatever i've seen my whole body transform like i i could i i feel like i've i've as most men feel cut off from their waist, I was very much included in that. And now mm. I feel so much more integrated as a human being ever, like more mm. than ever because of that. I coach guys and a lot of them are like, I can't feel, I'm like, can you feel a tingling in your balls? Or like, mm. no, they can feel it often tingling throughout their body. Like they're like, is that Kundalini energy? I'm like, yeah. Can you feel it in your cock and balls? They're like, no. And so mm. a lot of the, so it's, yeah, it's like a lot of um, being cut off from the waist, I think is a great way that the dominator system can cage people. Mm. by by yeah it's like a self-caging mechanism so Certainly yeah i think a lot way. of the sexual kung fu is is what you just said is mm -hmm. developing and yogi bhajan said this developing your self-sensory system see there's a lot of good things he said right developing the subtlety to feel the entire aspect of your being and there's nothing more empowering than really being in your body and and feeling every part of your body including your genitals without shame Mm -hmm. And perhaps that karma of Yogi Bhajan from his, that moment in time of his existence to now mm -hmm. has led us to, again, look deeply into ourselves. And when I was over in London, you know, seemingly having this amazing experience, which was true, I was also going through so much, mm. so much. And I wasn't sure really why until I just had to sit and be still and literally be still and find these energetic parts of myself that I, I thought I was really developing, but I've had to really look in and be like, okay, why is it so much 
so body mind yet it always was it's just about this awareness that is now developing that happens in such mysterious ways that are unique to us like mm-hmm. uh, i did an hour-long breath work while i was in quarantine before the show for with um, some shaman on zoom it was cool. this holotropic breathing and it was for an hour long and i was lying down in my bed just ah breathing and like accepting and all that but i was breathing mm-hmm. oh, yeah. for like an hour so mm-hmm. I had no time to process that because I had to leave and then go on the show the day after. So throughout, throughout my experience, it felt like everything was rushed into my organs, like where my, you know, pain body really exists or something. And, and it was like this, you know, acceptance of like, all right, this feels like a dark night of the soul. Like it's cold London. Everyone's looking in. I'm, I'm having to be this, like this beam of light on brick lane even though you know it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy but everyone's still cool too the point is is that it was really it was really great and mm-hmm. it's because of these tools that we we can empower ourselves like help us with mm-hmm. our lives what are some of your what do you do when you what feel do do? what do you do what do i do because you're you're as much my guru as i'm your guru uh, so what guru. what what do you do when you feel um pinched off from source what mm. are some of your ways that you come back to your center thank you guru i'm gonna thank you with my third eye ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well it goes back to it goes back to devotion for me really mm. devotion to who i am as a person no matter the circumstances of life but in the oh, moment yeah. but no no matter what in the moment when things are like whoa and you have to be a human and, and when you respond or even react depends on what's happening mm-hmm. the, the power of presence is so important and it's like yes we hear about presence but the power oh. of now by eckhart told i mean Ooh, yeah. i'm not sure if you can see that y'all but that's a good book the power of now i got this in london i mean honestly just being able to not just know about presence but feel presence right like feel it throughout your entire energetic being and develop that so you yes. can assimilate and discern not react and whatever you know mm-hmm. so feeling good in your body being able to make yourself that refuge and come yes. back to the refuge of yourself in a broader yes. array of situations and techno <laughs> oh yeah yeah i love when you get on your lives and you do your dancing it's so life-giving it's so awesome yes yeah absolutely. i feel like you're the you're a uh, an example of the new aquarian man i really see you as somebody who is um free themselves a lot more than the average bear and um leading the way just by mm-hmm. just by being the change that you wish to see by giving yourself permission to embody um your divine masculine and your divine feminine and express yourself free mm-hmm. of the shame that the the cult that runs this planet would would want men to feel for 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 example Thanks. dancing in their tidy their little cute little booty shorts sometimes they're just fucking uh trunks or thongs I love that. That's great. That's so that's so life-giving. Well, and, and this is I was listening to Aubrey Marcus's podcast recently. He was mm. talking about how in many tribes men um wear just a dick cone. 
Mm. Like they just, they're completely naked. They just have a dick cone on. So it's like a mm. wooden, try mm. uh, a wooden uh, cone on the dick. Uh, <laughs> and then, the, and then their balls are just hanging. Uh, and then the way the guys greet each other is they just look at each other in the eye and they just squeeze each other's ball sacks and just like, I see you brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like very, <laughs> you know, it's just very like primal and how like, they very, doing? Yeah, how how you, how you going, mate? Yeah, how you going, mate? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How how's your hairy bull sack doing right now? Wow, it's bigger than last time. You've been oh doing my god, some sex kung fu. You've been retaining your sperm. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of sperm right now in your bull sack. Yeah, that's right. Very nice. Yeah, mate. yeah. So I just, I just love that. I love how more and more of us are just like developing the self-sensory system so that we feel less and less shame and more and more joy when Definitely. we are in our bodies including the genitals mm. because Most you know definitely. that's like it's like christian northrup she says if you she says this is the high heart and then the the rectum sex organ navel point is the low heart and mm. if you have been shamed you have to, if you want more power and balance and joy in your life, you have to go to the place in your body where you've been the most shamed, traumatized and abused and cut off from. And for most humans, that's the vulva and the penis and testicles Definitely. Uh, and, the, and the anus. And so it's like bringing our consciousness down into that chakra region um, mm. and then learning how to process the shame and the trauma. And I like what Shaman Durek's that technique he gave us. Uh, when he was on the show, he was saying like, um, speaking to your soul in the second person. Mm -hmm. So it's like, soul, I want you to remove any imprints from your cock and prostate out your mouth through sound and breath for the next five minutes. And then you set the timer and then you just. <laughs> and it was like so empowering. It's like, oh my God. It's like the opposite of depression is expression and expressing and, you know, expressing is such a, somebody said, yeah. if you want, I was at a music festival. Somebody said, if you want to feel better, you have to get better at feeling. So yeah, it's like we have to feel wow. our low heart, the rectum, sex, organ, navel, mm -hmm. feel all the shame and trauma and abuse that may, may be there right. and then express it in a safe environment so we don't get re-traumatized. And then it's like, oh, oh my God, I feel so much better. Yeah, right? <laughs> ah, oh, the parasympathetic man and woman. Yeah, and then you don't need to attract fucked up ex as many fucked up experiences. Exactly. You know, exactly. to replay that trauma because you're healing it. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think a lot of people do sex in a in a way to re-traumatize themselves. I know I did. Mm. You know, and now that it's now that I'm healing the low heart, I don't need to attract those experiences anymore. No, they could they come with yeah, they come with different experiences like you said and yeah, me right now, my intimacy feels yeah very much more exploratory mm. with ladies and and one in particular that's really quite mm. amazing and, and and that that level of intimacy is really beautiful. I, I love mm. it. It's mm. very very sa not safe, but it is. But it's also yeah, like I just said, exploratory. And there's always there's always something to discover and. I mean, sex kung fu on your, you know, your lover is great. Mm -hmm. yeah. Eye gazing while doing the yeah. exercises or doing the, the mm -hmm. penetration. 
yes and also presence with massage as well like in and my my biggest uh one of my biggest challenges was to uh stay present during sex because there was so much performance performance anxiety for me and for me to really give and give and and be there and i know how much i love and i know how good i can feel to express that but of course you know when that's your when fear is your deriving motive with your incessant mind that causes for you know Oh, uh-huh. so what is that? For those and of also, us, for those who are listening, who aren't watching the video, he's he's basically <laughs> showing he's he's verbalizing what an erect to flaccid lingam penis <laughs> would sound like. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Gosh darn right, man. I was gonna say, you know, I got big hands, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Actually, you've got no, a, I don't a big bright pause. lingam. <laughs> big wand. I wonder why. Ling, yeah, it's all this pulling of the sex kung fu. It actually, for those of you who are wondering, the sexual kung fu techniques do lengthen mm-hmm. lingam. My lingam, lingam is code in Sanskrit for for penis, and it means wand mm-hmm. of light in English. Yes, and yeah, it's this stuff because because chi or energy flows where the mind goes. So you're you're focusing a lot on your penis and testicles and prostate in sexual kung fu. You're removing the shame from those areas, like doing that thing that Shaman Durek recommended. And then you're really bringing the blood flow to there and you're pulling on it, you're massaging it. You know, she flows where the mind goes, it's gonna get bigger. What you focus on expands literally. Exactly. And so it is exactly. possible to grow your lingam. Yeah, that feels good. Roam through that. Absolutely. Mm. Also the the Jesus, the the addiction of porn lately seems to be mm-hmm. so rampant. And oh my God. I, yeah. God, I remember when I was just uh, before sex Kung Fu, it feels like a lifetime ago at this point. That's how much it's changed me. Mm. You know, I just don't, I, I can't even fathom how, how much I didn't know and how effective and not such a great way porn was on my psyche and my mm. entire being. Not yeah. to say that porn is inherently bad, but as we as we all know, when we get it like that, when we think about this, when all of our perverted fantasies are right there, presented there, in this infinite stream of forever library of consciousness, mm-hmm. it's just so much. And not not to so mention much. all the ac- the external factors of the shitty commercial foods, the air quality, the soil, all of it combining with yeah. yeah, it was just all of it, you know. And that's not a good healthy cocktail at all. So the more yeah. we can take away and, and, and break those paradigms, the easier it feels to navigate life. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I think, I mean, going back to the, the levels of energy, I think when people, when people are, are thinking about sexuality in general, many people in the society who are in the matrix are going to guilt, shame, humiliation, Grief. I'm just reading off all the lower frequencies, self pity, mm-hmm. fear, worry, shyness, inferiority, paranoia, anger, domination, aggression, coldness, antagonism, criticism, discontent, complaint, blame, uh, even pride. It doesn't support life, superiority, arrogance. So there's all these like frequencies, energetic vibrations that people have been programmed to go into on the topic of sex. And I think that a lot of 99% of porn reifies those frequencies or vibrations. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of people in my yeah. course are like, well, I still really want to look at porn. I'm like, okay, well then do porn yoga. 
don't know, yeah, that. yeah. Porn yoga is where you you make it active and then you bless the actors in the porn. So right before you watch the porn or the erotica, you 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 thank the actors for this erotic experience that you're having. Thank you, because gratitude and appreciation is the highest form of yoga. It can raise the vibration of the ritual because this anything done outside of ceremony, including looking at porn, is not good for us. Make it a ceremony. Bless the actors. Bless yourself. Maybe set an intention that you're going to look at this to help, you know, heal yourself and uh, raise your frequency, you know, because there is some porn out there that is higher vibrational. I'm trying to remember the name of this site. There's a I can't remember right now, but there there is stuff out there that is higher Definitely. frequency. Definitely. Okay, so so you're you're making it a ritual and then you put the screen up higher and you literally stand up as you're watching the erotica and you're literally touching your whole body, moving the energy, mm. you're mm. kind of dancing with yourself and you can do this solo or with a partner mm. as you're watching the porn. And maybe you choose to not ejaculate every time you watch it. Maybe you can use right. it as a way to cultivate your ability to do semen retention. Right. Um, you know, and if you are going to ejaculate, what am I letting go of? Or what am I embodying? I always like to like think about what am I letting go of when I do my ejaculation ritual and what frequency or energy do I embody? So I often call upon Kernunos, who is the horned mm. fertility god of my ancestors in Northern Scotland, that mm. sort of really powerful masculine force, uh, fertile. So I'm, I'm embodying that as I'm ejaculating. Uh, and then what am I letting go of? I'm letting go of caring about what other people think. I'm letting go of toxins through the, the calm, you know, think about what you're, what you're calling in and what you're letting go of. And then let her yeah. rip. <laughs> let, let her rip. rip baby. And just like, oh. <laughs> have a great orgasm and try yeah. to spend at least, if you are going to ejaculate, try to spend at least, Montek Chia says, spend at least 20 minutes before self-pleasuring or if you're having sex, 20 minutes having sex before you ejaculate and really just feeling your, what does your arousal feel like? Enjoying that, breathing into it. And just like breathing yeah. it up into your body, breathing it throughout yes. your body, touch yourself. Don't just focus on your genitals, move it everywhere. <laughs> so then you're getting the benefit of this energy that you're cultivating yes. and then you can ejaculate. Right, so instead of just being like <laughs> <laughs> all the time, yes. like you're 14. Yes, you know, because there's got to be more yeah, to it than that. <laughs> there's got to be. And our nervous systems were re so you can use the pornographic experience to retrain your nervous system to last longer because right. our nervous systems are trained to just, oh shit, I'm going to get caught. I remember like I used to masturbate. I remember the first time I, I had an ejaculation was I was 12 and I was yeah. lying in bed and I pulled my, my uh, pants down and I started like humping, you know, my for are you circumcised? No. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm not yeah. either. So the head of the penis is very sensitive. Yeah. So the foreskin goes back and then I'm starting, I get in a boner. I'm kind of rubbing against the sheets. I'm like, oh my God, this feels really good. Nah. This feels really fucking good. And for those of you who are <laughs> circumcised, it is possible to heal and, and develop more sensitivity in, in the head of the penis too. And I teach that in my courses. But um, a great way is just lingam massage, massaging your lingam, getting your partner to massage your lingam. But anyway, so I'm I'm rubbing my penis against the knees and I'm like, whoa, this is Whoa. like fucking amazing. Yeah. And so there's the pleasure of it, but then there's also the fear of like, oh shit, what if my mom walks in to say goodnight to me? Yeah. Yeah. So the nervous system is being trained to like, oh, quickly get to the the precipice oh, of this man. amazing scene. So anyway, I get to yeah. the precipice, liquid explosion. <laughs> the whole bed is literally soaked in some sort of 
fluid that smells like kind of like chlorine mixed with mushrooms. Do you find your semen smells yeah. like chlorine mixed with mushrooms? Yeah, that's oddly specific. It's kind and of like, like a, it, it yeah. works. It kind of like I, I yeah. Let's throw some more pineapple earthy. in the diet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a pineapple mushroom cocktail. Yeah. Um, yes. So uh, yeah. so that's like all over the fucking room. Wow. I'm exaggerating a bit, but then I was like, "Whoa!" Because you're twelve. I was 12 and it was the first ejaculation ever. And I thought, I was like, oh my God, I totally just pissed the bed. Yeah. <laughs> your, yeah. Your, room, your roommate's like, what is he talking about? What's going on? He's like, all right. He's like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, cool. Oh, he's, is he a, <laughs> he's day, a day sleeper? No, he works. He works at like four in the morning. So oh, like, wow. yeah. What does he do? He's a badass personal trainer oh, slash cool. rapper slash fitness model slash sick cunt. Oh, cool. Oh, I see. So he does yeah. like, like, um, like, uh, music stuff in the nighttime or something. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All of it, man. Creative so Mars, cool. this beautiful casa. That's amazing. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm sleeping on the couch. Fuck yeah. And you're, are you in Hollywood right now? I'm in Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood, baby. North Hollywood. Holly, no, Holly, Holly, Hollywood. We're in Franklin Village. So we're in the heart of it right now. So, oh, that's, so I, cool. it is cool. And, and it's interesting right now, Hollywood's in a weird state and it's mm -hmm. feels very hollow and it needs needs some healing. We, yeah. Just like everything else, right? Yeah. But you know, it's like it's always fun. It's like, wow, this place is a beautiful reminder of why I'm here. And then also it's like, wow, this place is a beautiful reminder of why I'm here. It's like, yeah. whoa, there's like homeless people, you know, that need so much more help than ever before. And I say homeless as we are them, friends in need, whomever we want to call them. They're people that are just going through so much. And there's too much yeah. of that happening right now. There's so much despair. And, and um, a lot of homeless people have addictions. Yes. Like I live near the downtown east side, and that's the, the worst, um, most mm -hmm. intense drug homeless situation in North America. And I really? think that can tie back. Yeah, it's the worst in, in North America. It's really bad. It's like, wow. It's like nice for a few blocks, and it goes like, one block later, it's just like death everywhere. It's like crazy. Homeless people everywhere doing drugs, mm -hmm. shooting up in alleyways. It's crazy. But wow. um, but it makes yeah. me think of addiction. It makes me think of uh, Gabor Mate, who I got to meet. And he's mm -hmm. like an addictions expert doctor. And and then it makes me think of what we're talking about with the sexuality and the experience when I was 12 is like, yeah, our nervous systems have been trained to, through fear, to get to the ejaculation, the orgasm, whatever the the carrot mm. on the end of the stick is as mm. fast as possible. Um, and I believe that the chemicals that they spray on the food, like glyphosate and atrazine co uh, compound that because um, they, they put us in this sympathetic state. Even a lot of the pharmaceuticals put you in a sympathetic state um, where your, your nervous system is a bit tweaked mm. um, and, and it masks the symptoms because when you're in that slightly fear sympathetic state, the symptoms lessen because you're you're going back into that sympathetic sort of we call it the uh, in German new medicine we call it the uh, the cold phase. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so usually during the warm phase when your body feels safe to heal, that's when you get the symptoms. So mm -hmm. okay, so say you you um, are experiencing a death fright conflict. Some some doctors told you that you're going to die in six months. <gasps> oh shit! Mm -hmm. You go into the cold phase, 
Mm-hmm. So your, your extremities get cold. You can't sleep. You're not really mm-hmm. very hungry. You're mm-hmm. worried. Your mind's racing. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, three months later, the doctor's like, oh, actually, you're fine. It was a false diagnosis. Just let's hypothetically say, oh, your extremities get warm. You go into vagatonia. You go into the warm phase of your healing because every disease is a cold phase and a warm phase, according to German medicine. So your body feels safe now to heal. That you're a mouse who's finally gotten away from the cat. You're in your mouse house, and you're healing. You're healing, and depending how intense the stress phase was for your psyche, now you're going to heal. And so, say if it was a death fright conflict, it would affect your lungs. So you might start to cough up mucus. Because your body, your body's detoxifying, it's, it's breaking down tissue wow. that's no longer needed. Because during the stress phase, your lungs proliferated lung cells to try to catch more of the air. Oh my god, I'm going to die! I need more oxygen. It's this ancient program within us wow. that that's activated because we all started in the ocean. It's just like a fish that gets thrown out of water. Yeah. It goes into a kidney collecting tubule program. Yeah, where it's it's like a fish out of water conflict where it's, it, it retains as much water as it can mm. in hopes that it will get thrown back into the water, hopefully mm. sooner than later. So it's a, we have that. It, our embryos look exactly like fish embryos up until a certain month in the womb. You can wow. differentiate between a human embryo and a fish embryo. They look exactly <laughs> the same. It's really Fish cool. man. We're like little fish babies. Fish man. Like little, little nuggets. So, oh my goodness. So, so what happens is you go into the healing phase and your body starts to seep because you're, you're breaking down these cells that are no longer needed, that were proliferating during the stress phase to try to save you. And if it's combined with that fish, so that's a death fright conflict that affects the lungs. If it's combined with a fish out of water conflict, a kidney collecting tubule conflict, you're going to get bloated and you're going to retain more water. If you're really scared, you feel like a fish out of water. So you can have two programs, two disease programs running at the same time, but we call them significant biological special programs of nature designed to assist an organism during an unexpected conflict shock. Okay, so you wow. might have two. So the kidney collecting tubule program, the fish out of water feeling is causing you to retain more water. Where's that water going to go? If you're running a death right conflict, it's going to go to your lungs, it's going to go to the lung alveoli. And it's going to cause even more swelling, even more um, pussing and mm-hmm. coughing of the muco- mucus out of the mouth. So you're going to if you're in the allopathic system, you're going to go, Oh, my God, I need to go see a doctor. Mm. And what's the doctor going to do? They're going to give you some kind of medication, which puts you back into the stress phase. Yeah. Wow. So if you are going through really deep healing, it might be good, maybe in certain situations to have certain medications or certain steroidal uh, medications that put you slightly more into the stress phase so that the healing is not so deep and so intense. So it's good to know that every disease has this sort of two phase. Mm -hmm program so that you can use if you need to use pharmaceuticals you can use them in a way that's actually serving you to get back to what we call normatonia a normal Mm -hmm. rhythm um so long story short when when we take it back to the whole sexuality piece it's like we've been trained to put ourselves into this really sympathetic state when we're experiencing sexuality whereas i think what our ancestors were doing according to wendy mandy 
is it wasn't this like, oh my God, I, you know, I, I'm not enough as I am. I need to get that person. Right. I need to have right. that experience. It was more like the whole tribe would get naked, light a fire and just dance the night away around a fire, maybe taking some plant medicines, stomp their bare feet on the ground, raise their Kundalini sexual erotic energy together in a very parasympathetic mm -hmm. fun way, because we know mm -hmm. according to Montauk Chia, arousal is parasympathetic and ejaculation and sexual compulsion is sympathetic, mm. right? And so glyphosate pharmaceuticals, they're all sympathetic mostly. So you wanna, not all of them, but a lot of them are. So you wanna bring yourself into that parasympathetic state, make it a ritual, set your intention, raise the energy together as a tribe. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh my God, I just feel erotic. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't need to, I'm not as compulsive. I don't need to look at as much porn. Um, I have more creativity. I'm enjoying the journey of my life, which is fueled by my erotic energy rather than my low frequency, guilt, shame, lust frequency. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So wow. I feel like you're really good at embodying that change. And so that's why wow. I love you. Because you I love you. Being, you are being the parasympathetic, erotic, <laughs> sexy guru muffin that you are. <laughs> ah, thank <laughs> In you. In everything you do. And you infuse your art with your eroticism. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes subtly, sometimes playfully. You're mm -hmm. really good at playing with the Kundalini. And um, Thank you. I think that's what makes you really engaging to watch and inspiring because when your audience watches you do your dance or when they watch mm -hmm. you act, their mirror neurons are being activated. And they're like, oh, ooh, I'm feeling parasympathetic now nah. too. Oh, oh, it's rubbing yeah. off on me. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the, the mirror is shown beautifully from you to me, from me to you. I couldn't have done this without you. There's no way. Oh, we're on thank this, you. We're in this dream team together, my man. Yeah, we're uplifting each other and Dude. bringing each other back to that norma, normatonia, the normal yes. day and night rhythms of being yes. human. <laughs> I'm on the edge with you. I'm on the edge. The edge. Of glory. Of yes. yes. Oh, my God. Yes, my brother. Yeah. Do you remember when we were on that? zoom call when we first started when we when we met at the holistic justice league zoom call and like yes. March. yeah that was awesome that was great that was in march that was right at the beginning of all this yeah amazing yeah. stuff brother yeah yeah so good too is there anything else you want to talk about there's always so much but the mystery will always be intriguing i just know that mm. there's so much that we have to say there's so much that we're going to do and we just pray that the light will be prevailing very soon within our political and socioeconomic structure. And mm -hmm. may we continue just growing as a human race as radically as we need to be. I love that. It makes me think of the Florida Georgia line song. May we all get a May we all, may we all, may we all. Man, we all, I'm gonna have to look at the lyrics. Yeah, send me that song. Send I'll send song. you the song. Yeah, come maybe on. I'll, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll make that the outro song. You better. You yeah. better. Okay, I'm gonna do that. It's like a Tim yeah. McGraw, Florida Georgia Line collab. Yeah. Do it. Thank you so much for your time, my brother. My pleasure. That was really fun. Okay. It's, yeah. it's always good to connect with you, brother. Absolutely. You too, my man. It's just that simple. I appreciate you always. You. you are in the dream team. You do amazing Thank you. things. And Thank we'll be, you. You too. 
we'll be a physical acquaintance very soon. Yes, yes. Once yes. the borders open up, I'm I'm planning on hosting a men's retreat somewhere in somewhere in Canada. And we yeah, we can all collaborate and see what we can do with uh, yeah. people that I know here without, you know, obviously Man Tribe and all yeah. that shit. Yeah, just That'd there's so great. many opportunities. Totally. Yeah. Love you so much, my brother. I love you too, brother dude. Ah, you are amazing. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day. This fueled my Monday. Yes, me too. Enjoy Thank it's, you, it looks like it's sunny there. Sunny there. Oh, it's fucking beautiful, mate. Hold oh on. my god. Let's see. How do I flip this thing? Flip. Let's see this. It's Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so nice. Yes. Here, Good vibrations, man. Show me what's up with you. It's nice out there too today. What a nice high rise. Yeah, I like. I lucked out with this place. It's. Uh, faces the park it's kind of the only place downtown this area is called coal harbor where it's like not so crazy noisy at night and and we're wow. close to the city park like the biggest cool. park in vancouver which is stanley park yeah nice so we're really grateful and i can look across to the mountains and see where i grew up and and i'm, I'm very grateful for this place there was a woman who smoked but she seems to be cessating maybe she's <laughs> moved on to hoppe i don't know <laughs> uh, maybe it's so this is good what did you say? maybe it's time it's for all of us too yeah, have let's a, all just have a happy, a, hop, a happy happy. Have a happy <laughs> ceremony. Happy. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. Let's do a happy uh, experience together sometime, brother. I'll I'll save some of the happy that I I have because I, I feel Sounds... like I'm gonna not use it all at once because it gives me a headache. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like a I could do this every day. It's like whoa. There's some um, guys in my men's group who do it like they say like four or five times a day. Like, I, they're just I, like. I but I don't know how they do it because I'd be like, I couldn't. Uh, yeah, that's too much. <laughs> Love you, my man. Love you too. Have a beautiful day. Yes, you too, brother. That means. Thanks, Brother Mick, for being on the show. You are an inspiration, and you bring so much joy to so many people's lives, including mine. If you'd like to learn more about Mick, check him out online. He's got a uh, quite the resume on IMDb. You can go to MickPrimmer.com, and on social, he is Mickey the Monkey Man. A marching band play with the hardest moon coming up And know that 15 minutes of famous ain't gonna be what makes us and breaks us But we'll all be watching the TV the day that it comes May we all know that nothing ain't cool to you wear the new art The sound of a quarter rolling down the jukebox Play the Travis Tread right above the Tupac Before you get lost down some road Slow rolling with the top of the back of a break
time Get a little stronger from the hurt time